Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Doomsday Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 27th, 2022. Time is 1327. And joining me today is Al, a.k.a. Big Daddy Prep. How are you today, Al? I'm beautiful, Jester. I've had a little cold, so if you all can't hear me real good today and my voice is bad, that's what it is. But other than that, I'm fine. So, uh, for the audience out there, we're going to switch gears. We were supposed to do Guns Part 3. Um, but we're going to switch gears because with everything that's going on in Russia and Ukraine right now, um, the listeners have reached out. They want to hear a little bit more about what's going on over there. And this is, I mean, everybody's talking about this, you know. Of course. And we probably will be talking about this a lot in the next coming weeks, depending on what situations transpire. So just full disclosure to all our listeners, you're probably going to hear about Russia and Ukraine a lot over the next few weeks here. Well, that's the number one story in the world right now, Jester. So it's the big topic, and it's a big topic for preppers and people that plan, that plan and are prepared because this is a blueprint of what can happen to us. Oh, ab- you're absolutely correct. And uh, I don't know if you caught the news today or not, but when I woke up, shortly after I woke up, I started seeing news stories coming out that uh, Vladimir Putin gave the order to have the nukes put at the ready. Um, yes. So that's something that took place today. I don't, I didn't see any clear cut depictions of, of who he's targeting, where things are going to go. But one of the news stories did read that he did this because he's worried about NATO getting involved. Right. Well, I got a little update for that gesture. Since I know you've been out and you've not watched the news in the last couple hours, uh, he did put the nukes on ready. He has uh, kind of amped up the rhetoric a little bit more. But there's two other things that have happened in the last 24 hours that have affected this whole thing. And that's part of the NATO countries wanting to put partial restrictions on the SWIFT banking system on Russia. They started out in the beginning of the week by putting restrictions on Russia and sanctions and things. Then they put it on the rich that are in Russia. Now they've put it on Putin, Putin's family, his finances all over the world. But there's two special events that have happened the last day that, and today that are taking place. The Ukrainians are now going to meet the Russians on the Belarus, the Ukrainian border. And they're going to talk about, they're going to talk about whatever. I mean, there's, there's no clear cut idea what they're talking about, but they're kind of in a, in a situation where they're negotiating but this has a lot to do with the fact that Putin 
Putin has backed a large amount, 70,000 troops that Chechnya has. Chechnya has a very, very brutal army, and this is an arm of uh, the law that Putin is going to use against Ukraine, and they're, they're sending 70,000 of their crack like commando troops to Ukraine. So when they get there, it's going to be very bad for everybody in Ukraine, especially anybody with any power. So those events right there have caused a lot to unfold in the last 24 hours. I, I really see the Ukrainians negotiating a peace and a partial takeover, if not a full takeover of Ukraine before the day's over. See, I don't know. Like a lot of the... The media is not giving us the full depiction of what's going on over there. I want everybody to understand that the Ukrainians are kicking ass. Yes. They really are. Um, they're not They're not going to tell you that in the mainstream media because they're wanting to, you know, basically, they want you to sympathize for Ukraine. Um, they're demonizing Putin. They're victimizing Ukraine. Like, that's what's happening. Right. The Ukrainians are giving Russia a run for their money. Um, yes. which I'm, that's, that's awesome. You know, they're, they're I, kicking ass. It's great. Right. We're starting to see this kind of trend we saw around like nine 11, where it's, it's, everybody's getting on like the hate Russia train. Um, and even like, you know, Russian citizens that are in the U S are, are getting a lot of backlash from people just like the Muslims did. Right. Right. And I, I don't want to go out and say that this is a full gaslight situation, but Al, you know how I am with conspiracies. Like there's something right. else going on here. <laughs> I agree with you a hundred percent. Well, here's the problem though, Jester. Putin doesn't just have one, one arrow in his quiver. He has a bunch, you know, as Nancy Pelosi made that statement so famous a couple of years, we have other arrows in our quiver. Well, Putin has several of his, he, he did a preemptive strike on the Ukraine to let them know exactly what he had in the beginning. But there's other things that he can do. And like I said, calling up these 70,000 Chechnyan troops. Now understand the Chechnyans are part of Russia in a, in a, in a sense, they're their own country, but they're very, very loyal. But what I've gathered, what I've read, what I've been able to pick up in information, they are brutal. When they get there, they already have a list of who they're going to knock off, who they're capturing, who they're killing. And the Ukrainians know it's only going to take them a day to travel. So they know within 24 hours when those Chechnyans do get, and they're going to infiltrate Ukraine very quickly. They're Muslim-based and very brutal troops. They're not going to have any qualms about killing because they're killing for Putin. And they're loyal to Putin. So this, tempered with the fact that Putin's put his his nukes on full alert, NATO wonders, it's not that they're going to take Ukraine. The NATO forces are wondering how far does he go after this? Does he go after Poland? Does he go after Finland or Sweden? Because they're not part of NATO. And for us to really throw an Article 5 out there, which is... NATO forces they attack on one of us is attack on all of us. He's really got to attack NATO based countries and they're not. So wondering how far Putin actually takes this thing. Putin could go a lot further than, than Ukraine. And I'm not saying give him Ukraine so he doesn't take anything else, but I'm saying 
this could transpire in the next six months could unravel in Eastern Europe to put all of Europe and the whole world economy on a, on a damn tilt. I mean, we're, we're looking at an all-out World War III type situation. And we all know whenever the first world gets a sniffle, the third world dies because the third world comes last. The first world is, is the one that controls the rest of the world. Right. And, you know, something – a lot of great information there, Al. So much good information. Uh, one thing I want to touch on is this this World War Three thing. A lot of people – even with all the information that you just said, a lot of people are in denial about what's going on. I mean – I was right. talking to people today, and like this stuff's all over the news, and everybody's like, "Nah, there ain't no way that he's ready." Nukes, this, that, the other. I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's on like every news media outlet. I don't know how nobody's seeing this." Um, right. but you know, I was talking uh, on TikTok earlier. I was talking with Southwest Prepper Group on there. Yes, and excellent. You know, guy. I was uh, excellent, awesome guy. And I was uh, talking to him. I was like, "It's it's so funny to me how everybody's." focus and emphasis is on this Russia Ukraine thing and everybody's ignoring China Taiwan right yes it, that's crazy to me and what's even crazier is nobody's talking about how China and Russia are pretty much in bed together okay oh yes they are and the thing that just scares the hell out of me is what happens when China's like you know what we got your back Russia we're going to come help you fight and then you got the you got the China's People Liberated Army coming full front with Russia. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with if anybody gets in their way. I mean, to me, that's well, scary. It is, and and I don't think the ultimate prize here is not Ukraine. The, Ukraine is simply a building block to build the rest of them. Yes, the Russians would like to take way more Eastern Europe than what they have. But since they butt up to the Chinese, and the Chinese, their prize is Taiwan. Once they take Taiwan, they've been building up the South China Sea for the last 10 years. They've been steadily broadening their empire. When they take Taiwan, understand there's a lot of prizes at Taiwan, Chester. I mean, a very large amount of our semiconductor and chip plants are in Taiwan, the ones that feed the world. You know, those little bit, those little bit chips that keep the the vehicles like GM and Ford from running and they have stockpiles of them because of chips, those are coming from Taiwan. So it's it's going to have a ripple effect. It's not going to be really a ripple. It's going to be more of a wave effect. If the Chinese take over Taiwan, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to control a major portion of the world's semiconductor uh, uh, production and rare earth minerals, or, or we're going to tear those up, destroy those plants, and then no one is going to have that technology for at least five years because it will take five years of constant work for another company or another country to be able to rebuild that if Taiwan takes it and we blow them up. I seem to think that we have these plants ready to blow up if China comes in, but if they take them, they're going to take that technology. Hey Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. So I guess, I guess one big thing, all right. 
So when I think Taiwan, I think this very small individual country, highly densely populated, and we get a ton of stuff from Taiwan. Yes. Right? So, like, my train of thought is if China takes Taiwan, destroys Taiwan, I understand that's going to put a big dent in, you know, global trade, all of these things. When China takes over Taiwan, well, if they take over Taiwan, are you think that they're going to pick up Taiwan's infrastructure and we're, we're now going to be directly trading with China for all those Taiwan, um, all the items that are made in Taiwan? Absolutely. They will absolutely positively come in like a wave. It, it will put global trade, the, the infrastructure. I mean, Jester, there's so many things that they produce in Taiwan right now that we and the rest of the world need that when they, they they'll stifle it. I mean, our military here will be greatly affected by that. Our um, large scale production it's not the fact that we have 90% of what it is to do it. It's that last 10% that you can't get that keeps a piece of equipment just sitting there rotting away because you can't do anything with it. And China knows that's the prize. You know, it doesn't make any difference if you have a car. If it doesn't run because it doesn't have a chip, you don't do anything with it. They know that. And that's the big goal for them. They want to control every piece of technology whether it be in the military or the private sector across the world, and be able to say what you get and the price that you're going to get it at. That's the goal for them. No, I understand that. And just uh, to kind of pull back something something that I heard yesterday, and I don't know how true this really is, but it's rumored that uh, they're, they're going to stop selling Russian vodka in U.S. Uh, liquor stores was something that I heard. And it really – it really got me thinking, what else are we importing from Russia that they would also stop sale on? Right. Like, if, if right. that actually happens, if they quit selling stuff in the store, it really makes you wonder what's coming next as far as this thing goes. And if they're willing to ban something uh, that's coming from Russia because they're attacking the Ukraine, what are they willing to ban from China that's being imported in the U.S. if they go after Taiwan? Right. Because that's, that's, that's a very, very big deal with the amount of imports we get from them. The amount of imports, well, I mean, but here's the thing. Here's our here's our last line of defense, Jester, is that we feed China. China doesn't feed China. They don't have the ability to feed China. We feed China, and Russia has been gaining ground as far as you know being able to feed themselves. But they still depended on Ukraine because Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world, you know, or a breadbasket of Europe for the most part. They produce a lot of crops. They have seventy percent of Europe's production of, of raw materials for food. They have a third of the world's most richest soil that's in Ukraine. So Putin is ensuring his food supply for Russia and for Eastern Europe by taking over Ukraine. Now, as far as China, China's negotiations is we have all the high-tech things you need. Ultimately, they've bought a ton of food. Now, living here in Arkansas, we do a lot of agriculture. We hear how they're selling this many soybeans and this much corn and this much rice to China. We control their food. So if they're going to restrict things from us, we need to bring sanctions and moratoriums and restrictions to them because we can literally starve China out. And they know that. I, so we did an episode on this uh, a while back about you know a potential war with China and what we'd be losing out on. And I do know 
like like you're right, they are extremely dependent on us. Um, but it is it is a two way street though too, because even though they're dependent on us, we're also dependent on them when it comes to pharmaceuticals and a lot of packaging and other things. Um, the everybody needs to remember that if, if we start if we quit dealing with these other countries that we utilize for certain things, the retooling process in America is going to take a, a significant amount of time. So you 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 think you see shortages now? This is nothing. And that's one thing I wanted to bring up too, you know, about this Ukraine Russia thing. If you guys aren't filling your gas tanks now, if you're not stocking up on some stuff now, you ought to be. Because we're, oh. I think we're about to go into a really really bad fuel crisis. I think that's yes. what's coming next. Yeah. Well, understand, Jester, that's not just the fuel that fuels your car. It's all the things that are made from petroleum products. When they cut off one, they cut off everything. I mean, understand there's uh, oil production in all, all plastics, okay? Crude oil is using that. Uh, plastics, tires, uh, uh, what, what else? I mean, anything that's I'm packaging for items. People can't get items. Right now, there's a, there's a short a shortage of cream cheese, I understand, in the United States because they don't have the packaging. It's not they don't have the cream cheese, they don't have the packaging for it. And I thought, how stupid is that that we have no packaging for cream cheese, but we have the cream cheese? That's that's ignorant on our part. You know, it's just a very small thing. You know, I mean, we don't have cream cheese for bagels because we got the cream cheese, we just can't get it from one place to the other. That's crazy. But people don't understand the hangers that hang your clothes up, the little the little toys that you have. These are all made with petroleum products, and most of these things are made in China, made away from here. You're not going to get those things. Oh, no, and I, I know that, and I, I agree with you on that 100%. It's, and it's funny to me. It's funny to me. I keep seeing these people that are just skating through life like nothing's wrong, like not putting any thought into any of these things. Right, right, it, right. It really drives me nuts when I when I talk to these people and they're like, "Oh yeah, everything's fine. There's nothing to worry about. I don't know why you're freaking out. You know, go put your tinfoil hat back on." And it's like, "No, the, these are very real possibilities. I don't know how you guys are ignoring all of these things." But right. I th we're going to see a lot of these things come to fruition really soon. You know, just for every bad movie about somebody taking over or the apocalypse or shortages or bad all those all that stuff that you saw is nothing compared to what really happens when human beings really get crazy if you want to see what happens when human beings get crazy turn off the banking system for 24 hours turn off the card machines whether it be ebt cards credit cards debit cards turn that off for 24 hours in the area and see what happens these are things oh, yeah. that are going to come to America, and whether it be on a wide scale or a small scale basis, it's going to happen, and it's going to happen in the next 30 to 60 days, in my estimation. Now, people could say I'm crazy, Tim Full Hat wearer, but I've been right a lot more than I've been wrong. So you brought up something earlier before we started uh, before we started recording, and it was about you know the internet being censored and the internet being throttled with everything that's going on. Um, do you want to, do you want to speak on that a little bit for the listeners? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Listen, and this is me talking. I'm, I'm 53 years old. I've seen this, this whole technology thing start from the very beginning before we had internet, before we had this all the way through to now, some of the most modernized things. I, I'm a little older than a lot of our listeners. Let me tell you something. They are absolutely positively throttling down your bandwidth. Because they need it. 
They're throttling down on social media what you can say. I tried to put up several videos yesterday that were political-type videos and prepping-type videos on TikTok. Couldn't get it up. Of course, that's a Chinese-based supposed app. Da, 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 da. It doesn't make any difference. It's on all social media. They are watching. They don't want you to know everything's happening across the world. They want you to just sit here, drink the Kool-Aid, be quiet, just don't worry about it. Those kids that are eating pizza rolls, living in their grandma's basement, playing uh, uh, video games all day long, they're the perfect specimens for what they need. If you're thinking, if you're listening to this broadcast right now and you're thinking and you're not preparing for bad times, you need to be. And if you are a prepper, you need to be getting your preps in order because tough times are coming. And right now they're trying to keep the world from hearing exactly what's happening in other parts of the world. And the only way they can do that is by throttling down the bandwidth, throttling down the stories and what gets up for the rest of the world to see. If you're seeing a story also, don't believe what the mainstream media tells you. It was just revealed yesterday that a woman with a burnt face that was supposedly uh, a victim of the shelling in, 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 uh, in Ukraine, you know, the same picture was used in 2018 with the same woman of the gas explosion that was somewhere else in the world, that that picture and all that material was used yesterday to say that this is part of the bombing that happened in Ukraine. So question the stories and the narratives they bring to you because they're throttling down what's really happening and they want you to see what they want you to believe. So question everything. So I, I literally preach this to people all of the, all of the time too. Um, yeah, my wife tells me I got a soapbox ready for me. You know, I would have been a preacher, but I'm just trying to get the world to wake up to hear things. And you are too, Jester. Oh yeah. That's, that's the primary goal. Um, the, the media and the government combined operate like they're the mafia, right? Right. Offering people false sense of protection for ratings. Okay. Right. A lot of what's going on is is it's just scare tactics like that we typically see in these situations. But it just it really blows my mind. Something else. The reason why I think this is a gaslight out. I got a notification on my phone the other night. And it said, I now get free calling to the Ukraine so I could check on family, friends, and loved ones. <laughs> right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going to offer me free calling to Ukraine. Are you assuming that I don't have any family in Russia? Or are you assuming that I don't know anybody there? Right? right. But I think there's a reason for that because we so there's americans travel they go everywhere they go to ukraine they go to russia they're they're wherever of course right of course i think maybe that they're just trying to restrict what the information that's actually coming out of russia like right. why wouldn't you make that an offer too you know what i mean right. we have right. a lot of russian americans in the us right yes. um hell my ex's uh my ex's family came from russia my yeah. oldest uh, son's mother was from Russia and, and, uh, well, not herself, but her family, you know, they were yeah. Russians. So it just, it really makes me wonder why the hell there's this censorship, what's going on. And then, and then we, we saw also talks about, um, the Russians hacking into the Ukraine networks, right. That they're hacking into the yes. government systems over there. That was, that was Absolutely. something that's been recently in the news here. And the thing that, the thing that has my brain kind of bouncing and pinging about that is, you know, the everything that was going on with, you know, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, you know, the dealings with Ukraine. 
Right. Could Russia be could Russia be hacking the systems because they're looking for records? Could they be restricting the internet because they don't want Russia to release the information out there and get it back to the US? Could right. they not be giving free calling to Russia because they don't want someone to say, "Hey, we just found out about all Hunter Biden's bullshit?" Right. Right. Doesn't that doesn't that all you. make a lot of sense? <laughs> I believe the you know, it's been my belief for a long time that the rich and the elite had a lot hidden in 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 Ukraine, okay? Uh, there's always been rumors that the DNC servers were in Ukraine. You know, Hunter Biden, you know, and, and, and you know, the president's son has dirty dealings in China and dirty dealings in Ukraine. Isn't it amazing? And Russia. Isn't it amazing? Those are the ones that are in the news now. So you wonder exactly what's out there in the world that we don't know about. And do I think they're batting it down? Well, sure they are. I mean, the if this had been... If this had been Donald Trump's kids that had the dirty dealings that Hunter Biden had, we would know every single thing. We know what they had for lunch and for dinner while they were there making their dirty dealings. But the media, mainstream media, sweeps this all under the under the rug. You know, you got an entire country of Ukraine that's puppet government was set up by us, us, John McCain, and several others from our. Our system here, our our senators and, and representatives went to Ukraine to help set up the puppet government in 2014. A lot of the people in Ukraine are loyal to Russia. You know, you've got a whole mixed bag of bad things going on here in Ukraine. And, and I don't know the truth's ever going to get out, or at least we're not going to hear it. But it's very interesting. You're right that they didn't they didn't offer the calling to Russia to find out if your Russian friends are okay, but just your Ukrainian friends. That's strange, though. But, Jester, this leads back to geopolitical politics. We only get the narrative that the mainstream media wants us to hear. And it is absolutely true that here in the U.S., we get what they want us to hear. And over there, they get their own truth. I watched a man on, on TikTok yesterday before the bat video got batted down. And he was staying in the Ritz, I believe it was the Ritz-Carlton in Kiev, and he said, the lights are on, the power's on, my room service is here, all this stuff. Now, does that sound like a country that's getting taken over? No, that, and that's, that's what I find to be really strange, is that we're getting, we're getting this narrative, and then we're seeing, we're seeing things with our own eyes that are completely different. I, um, I have a buddy, friend kind of listener, you know, that has a friend in Ukraine, all right, so it's a friend of a friend that's in Ukraine that sent him specific videos from ukraine and right. it was basically russian soldiers burn up and dead on the side of the road and i mean like a very i don't know what these guys were in what kind of vehicle it was but i mean it was just it was gone it was burnt to stuff there's there's fried bodies all over the ground and they were russian bodies this is something that they're not actively throwing out there in the media right right it, they're just not doing it um, and it's and this was after like the way the videos uh, taken. This is well after the fact. Like the vehicles aren't smoking anymore. This was like days later. Like the streets are just lined with Russian bodies. But nobody's. They're not showing that. They're not showing this, and it drives me nuts. Ukraine doesn't need help. They are kicking ass effectively. Well, Jester, I know for a fact that NATO has sent them backup troops. We've sent them tons and tons of military lethal aid and now i understand yesterday that joe biden is wanting to send him another six and a half billion dollars worth of not loans but just 
aid, not payback aid, just aid to help them to fight the Russians. Now, I just wonder who's going to get their hands in the pocket of that aid before it's over with. What about you? I mean, I just wonder how much that aid's really going to go down to bullets and guns to be fought. Or how much is going to go into somebody else's pocket like a Hunter Biden? I don't know, because you know, I'll tell you what, there's two things that scare the shit out of me about that. Number one, we we already gave them like 650. He already gave him 650 million dollars, I think, for aid. Like that yes. that already happened. Now he wants to do he wants to do more. Excuse me. The thing that scares me about that is what we're doing effectively is making ourselves a direct enemy of Russia. We are funding a war to fight against them. Proxy so war. Yeah. So you're you're making a, a bigger enemy than what we would have had. You know, yeah. Trump was in office. He was he was creating peace with Putin. You know, they were they were on a good plane, right? And then here's Joe Biden doing everything he can to just piss everybody off, get us involved in a fight that's not ours in the first place. And and what do you think Putin's going to do whenever he finds out that the U.S. gave him what? What would you say? Six and a half billion. He's wanting to give them $6.5 billion. It's supposed to go through the actual legislature here in the United States. The Senate and the House of Representatives are supposed to be able to vote on this. But somehow we just don't – we don't seem to do things like they're supposed to do under the Constitution anymore. So somehow I figure he's going to get this aid through to him. But the, what really worries me the most, Jester, about this whole thing is the people that voted in this, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm usually a guy that doesn't take off the gloves, but I'm going to take off the gloves. The people that voted in this House plant in chief that we have sitting in the White House right now, not only should they be ashamed of themselves, but they ought to volunteer up their sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters right now to go fight that war because I didn't vote him in, and I know good and well he didn't get in office legally and righteously. He's willing to give $6.5 billion of aid to Ukraine now, but just a week ago, he was going to give them a billion dollars in loans. So we were going to loan them a billion that pay back, or we're just going to give you $6.5 billion to do whatever you want to with. Eventually, liable to end up in the Russians' hands, whether it be military equipment or money. Now, something's going on there. Something's not right. And if people can't see, this president right here is selling us down the river into a war, into a third world war. They're crazy. You've lost your minds if you can't see it. That's just my personal opinion. That's not fact-based, but I'm just telling you, I'm looking at the facts unfold right now in front of us. I mean, Al, I mean, facts or not, everything that you just said is undeniable. Like, to me, that's exactly what I think is going on. We're being pushed right into this, but I got to... I got a question for you, Al. When was the last okay. time you seen a dead guy write a check? I've never seen a dead guy write a check. I never. Okay, and I, I hope I hope Putin doesn't figure out that dead people can't fund wars, because right. that might put our asses right on the chopping block with the money that Joe Biden wants to send over there. Right, right, right. I agree with you, because mm. yeah, when do we get to? When do we? the people that are supposed to be represented, Jester, when do we get to say what we want to do about a war? We've got a very small elected supposed core of people sitting in Washington, D.C. that are making the rules for all of us. But when you get out in the mainstream America, mainstream America doesn't feel the same way as things we've got going on in Washington. But as soon as the trucker's convoy was mentioned the other day in the United States, they thought it started throwing up fences and gates around the White House and the Supreme Court and the, and the House of Representatives. 
you know, it's like they're scared of the American people. They're making rules with us. I feel like we're getting back to the old days, uh, back in the in the U.S. Revolution, when we when we said we're not we're, we're breaking away from England because we want taxation with representation, not the other way around. And it's getting back to that system now here in the U.S. where we're represented, but we're not represented. We're taxed, but we're not represented. Um, I, I'm just one of those people that says, Jester, I think America is getting so far off target right now that we can't afford to get into World War III. We can't afford to. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Well, Jester, it gets down to this. You know, I, I'm not willing at this point with the way things are without knowing what we're doing in Washington and knowing what we're doing in the world to just volunteer up my son, the last of our, our sons of 17, and my grandson, he's two. You know, if they drag us into a war that lasts forever, which they say, oh, we would never do that. Well, sure they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that either in, like, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq. I looked at my grandson and my, my our last son yesterday, and I thought, I don't want you going fighting a war in Eastern Europe for nothing. I don't want you going out fighting a war in the South China Sea for nothing. Because the folks that are in Washington can't even tell us what we're fighting for or what we're fighting about. So there's where I, in lies my, my problem with Washington and my problem with the world is, you know, if I'm fighting a, a war for something legitimate, that's one thing. But I don't want to fight one for nothing, Jester. No, and I 100% agree with you. I mean, it's not like we're fighting for our freedoms. It's not like we're fighting for something that matters to every single person in the U.S. You know what I mean? We're right. not being invaded. You know, we're not being threatened to be wiped off the planet. It, this is, it's gangster shit. It's like mafia government creating these situations to fund more things. And, and the money they make off these wars is insane. I just, I can't get behind any of this. And, you know, when you brought up the Afghan thing. I mean, how disrespectful is that to everybody that lost their lives or were injured or lost a loved one in that war to just pull out before it was right. completed? Right. Like, well, God, it our hurts president's me. a piece of shit. I'm sorry. It hurts me, Jester, because I had friends that came back that were messed up, friends that came back dead, friends that came back that are mentally messed up from that. And just to walk away with $86 billion laying there for, for them to take over. I mean, the Chinese definitely got our technology right there, you know, and then to get mad at our soldiers, have them cleaning the toilets before they left to give, they give over to the Taliban, you know, get mad at them for tearing up the electronics and, and, and jet fighters and, and helicopters because the Afghans were going to get them. You know, that's how petty our government is. But, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll make, I'll make the government a deal. And I never served in the military. I, ne I never did a day. But I will say this much. If you let my son and my grandson alone, you can have me. That's fine. I'll go fight your war. But just let them alone. Because they've, they've not got to live their life like I've got to live mine. But I promise you, I'm going to ask every question there is. They don't know to ask questions. They're too young. But I question everything now. And I'm teaching them to do the same thing. 
Al, I got a question for you, because um, I don't know if I'm the only one seeing this or not, but since this conflict really took off, I've noticed a lot more of Hillary Clinton in the news and a lot less of Kamala Harris. Right, right. Have right. you noticed Hil that? Yeah, yeah. You know, Hillary, you know, who's been proven by our own Justice Department to have spied on a presidential candidate and a sitting president in the White House. Her face is on my screen every single day. But Kamala Harris, who was sent, who couldn't solve the, <laughs> she couldn't solve the border crisis. They sent her to try to solve the Ukrainian crisis. Isn't that amazing? Um, I don't see her. She's like, you know, she's like just disappeared. You know, yeah. I think the Democrats wish they had Hillary in office as vice president right now, but I know I don't. I, no, I'm happy she's not in office either, and and it's so funny to me how everybody, and that's a big thing we're seeing in the media too, and that's why Hillary's making headlines against because she's going back and she's blaming Trump for this, right? For this Ukraine invasion, I don't even understand. There's no relevancy there at all. She's literally just throwing mud at the wall just to see what will stick because they don't want the blame right. to be on the Democrats because right everybody, guys, everybody forgets that back during the 2016 election, the Democrats were throwing all this flack toward Russia, right? That right. they helped Trump get in office, that they were hacking things, they were doing this or that. So they've been painting this, they've been painting a, a, a bad picture about Russia for years. And right. the mainstream media has, and people just buy into this shit and they believe it. And isn't it so funny that now there's a war and we're all pre-programmed to hate Russia? Isn't that funny? <sighs> Jester, let me tell you what they've done. They tried to paint a Russian narrative that Russia was the boogeyman forever, okay? Now Russia actually is the boogeyman, but they tried to paint Trump into it. What they actually did in the last five to six years is they woke, the, the Democrats did more to wake up the people here to what's really going on in the world because they see the corruption now. People were asleep for years. There's more people awake right now, more people prepping and awake and see what's happening and are involved in politics now than ever have been in my lifetime. So the Democrats, with all their, their angst, all their craziness, their goofy crack pipe dealing uh, uh, programs and, and, and voter fraud and, and, and uh, letting people infiltrate the southern border and doing nothing about it. They've done more to wake up America than anybody. And I, I want to thank them for making more more Republicans than ever, more left-leaning people than ever have been before. I want to thank the Democrat Party for that personally. Right. I mean, they are effectively destroying the country from the inside out. Right. And people That's... see it. That's what's happening. Yeah, and it's people are starting to catch wind of this. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is no way the previous administration's fault at all, what we're seeing right now. Um, this this yeah. is a direct result to who these morons elected into office. That That's it. Right. That's right. where the stem's from. There There is no... There is no scapegoats. There's no placing the blame on anybody else. This is just simply the way it is. If Donald Trump had been reelected to office, Vladimir Putin would have never stepped foot into Ukraine. Period. I don't care what... They can argue that point with me till the end of the world. I'm just telling you. 
he would never have done it. He respected Trump and respected the fact that Trump would have unleashed hell on him. He knows that we have absolute weakness in office and that Washington is just crawling with weakness and we're going to do nothing about it. The American people might want to do something about it, but the American government will do nothing. And that that's... <laughs> That's what led us to this, this conflict right now. And it'll eventually lead us to a conflict in the South China Sea with China when it comes to Taiwan. Which, that's bad. I've done a lot of research into what would potentially happen if we would go to war with China. And I can tell you right now, the closer we get to their shores, the least likely we are to win that war. Right. right. It's, it's just, it's statistically, we will lose the closer we get to their, to their soil. Right. Jester, no matter how much armament they have compared to us, I hear people tell us all the time, well, they have this, we have that. They have a 1.3 billion, I believe it is, bodies to throw at a war, and they don't care. They throw bodies like we would throw ammunition at a war. They don't so, care. Being that you brought that up, I want everybody just to have, I, I, want, I want everybody to open their minds for a second here and just absorb this information. We truly don't know what they have, okay? We have intelligence that, that gathers information, but if the government wants to, if a foreign government wants to keep something under wraps, they can do it. Right. I mean, look at what our government hides from us, and we're within the U.S. So yeah. imagine what they have that we don't know about. And yeah. I got to give another shout-out to Southwest Prepper Group because he sent me a video today about something that I learned about Russia that I had no idea. So it is rumored that Russia has what's called the dead hand. And the dead hand is like kind of like a we got you back program. Basically, um, it's, it's a computer system that continuously sends a signal out to uh, all of Russia's intelligence. If Russia gets nuked and that computer doesn't get that signal anymore, it sends out four missiles that are designed to float around uh, Russia and start waking up nuclear sites and these nuclear sites wake up and their idea is to launch a full-blown nuclear attack on the U.S. So basically it's a dead man switch. If we take them out, right. this system automatically kicks in and they start sending nukes over. Now the Russian government will not confirm or deny that this is in existence. Right? It's, it's something not talked about. This was something that was believed to be implemented back in, I think, 1985. I think. So just everybody just remember that we don't know if that's true or not, but if it is true and we start, we start messing around, it could be a very bad day for all of us. Yes. Yes. Jester. I, and, and all this is all, you know, we're, we're just synopsizing what we find out information wise, but listen, I just want the world to hear this, what I have to say. And you can think what you want to of me. I don't care. That's fine. But I want you to understand that if things continue to ratchet up and escalate, people have talked about a nuclear war for years. What can happen? Let me tell you what's going to happen. Every single life form on this planet is either going to be dead or affected greatly by it. There will literally be nothing left for any of us if one if one of those missiles goes off, because we know who has nukes around the world, who do we know don't have them? Who do we know where they're at that we don't know they're at? 
And one of them, when one of them launches, they're all going to launch. It's 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 a, when when one person touches that button, it's over with. I mean, I just want to leave them with that that thought that when one person decides that they're going to nuke the other side, it, it it's 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 imminent. It's happening. You're not going to be lied. You're not going to be able to get in any place that's going to be able to save you. And if you do come out, what are you going to have when you get back out? If you will survive. Al, I'll tell you what, I, I 100% agree with you with what you just said. And we are coming up on our time frame here. Um, before we do close this out, I, I do want to give a big shout out to Codename Medic for requesting this episode. So thank you, Medic, for allowing us to shift gears a little bit and requesting this thank episode. You, yeah. So, you know, that's, thank you very that's much. awesome. Thank you, Medic. Uh, and guys, you could reach out to us on social media. You could find us both on TikTok. You could find Al on there at big underscore daddy underscore prep. You can find me on there at It's Doomsday Podcast 2.0. You can find us on the same usernames over on Clapper. Okay, if you want to check us out there. And then the email, it's doomsday2020 at gmail.com. Al, you got anything you want to add before we're out of here? Two small things. One, this was an episode different than what we usually do, and it was a very negative episode. I'm sorry, but I'm just trying to wake up people to what's happening in the world. And number two, people have said lately I've been shifting from a little bit of prepping into more news on my websites. And I say, yeah, I have, because I want the world to know what we're prepping for. And um, there's more serious things than just how to build a fire with a with a battery right now. I want people to know what's going on in the world. But I love every one of you out there, and I, I wish the best for you, and I hope we don't have any bad conflicts. But, Jester, I wish you the best, too, because we never know the next time we're going to talk to each other. Oh, absolutely. And hopefully that hopefully that doesn't mean we won't be back next week with a brand new episode. <laughs> right, right. I want to be back. I got other things to talk about. Absolutely. This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando. Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.